Thank you for tuning in to the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peak, And today happens to be uh, September the 23rd of 2020. We're now into fall, baby. The summer is over. The summer is over, but it's still hot. Um, I just like saying that. It's not really hot right now. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> how's everybody doing? I hope you enjoyed the uh, lake interview podcast thingy that I did. Uh, it's not an interview uh, podcast. I, um, I did that by a campfire. I did not have video. I hope that everybody's okay with that. Um, I did not plan on what I was going to do. I hope everybody has kind of come to terms with the fact that most of this is unplanned. Uh, I do have notes once in a while. I do have topics. I do have guests. I would like to have more guests. Um, open invite to everybody listening. If you want to be on or, or if you've been on before and want to be on again, you know me, I can talk about anything. I would like to talk about some stuff that's come up. Um, you guys know I've been talking about this for a while. The Boys series on Amazon, uh, season two. A new episode came out Friday. I was able to watch it. It was very good. A lot of neat turns, a lot of new character development and growth. I like the way it's written. I actually like the once a week delivery. It is making me more patient to watch it. And it's sort of a clever way to keep the show in the zeitgeist of what's popular. Um, there is a lot of joy that comes with a show coming out and boom, here's all your episodes and you can watch them. Just, you can binge them, just flood your mind with a 10 hour movie basically. And who doesn't love that? I mean, that character development, that storyline, that growth of character that you can enjoy in one crazy moment of you spending a lazy day just inside watching TV. Now, with that being said, there's also a place for content that comes out once a week. And I think that the boys does a good job of that. They came out with three episodes to kind of kickstart you with the season. And then it's been one episode since, and it's good. It's good enough that it keeps you waiting for next week. It keeps you talking about it. I love, still love the fact that there's no commercials. Please keep that going. Commercials suck. Um, I don't need to see 10,000 ways some new pill is going to have side effects that may also cause death. I mean, come on. Seriously. I don't want to watch those commercials. I don't. <clears throat> I also don't want to have commercials telling me about how I could get on the right birth control today. I mean, I, I, why? Why? Why do I need to watch that? Um, Every commercial in it has a guy in it that's always displayed as an idiot. Um, there's always the woman who's far superior. She always mocks the guy. He's like, oh, it's clumsy me. I'm just such an idiot. Oh, goodness. So let's get into the topic. Let's get into the idea here. Because it just, it just inspired me to talk about this. Why is it okay for advertisers to deem that guys are just idiots. And why is it okay for guys to go, yeah, we're just idiots? I mean, I honestly take no offense to it, but at the same time, I don't want to watch it over and over and over in television shows, movies, commercials, comedy. Everything is guys are idiots, guys are idiots, guys are idiots. And if you do that enough times, 
to a younger generation who is not fully developed, their, their brain is not fully formed, their opinion of themselves is not fully formed, they grow up thinking, yeah, it's okay, I'm just supposed to be an idiot because that's what everybody tells me I'm supposed to be, TV, movies, whatever. I'm confident in myself to know that there are some things that I do that are dumb. There's a lot of things that I do that take a lot of thought and a lot of effort and a lot of calculation, and I don't care to watch it over and over again as an example. I like to see someone succeed. I like to listen to smart people. I like to... I like to laugh at dumb people sometimes, sometimes, not all the time. Not everybody needs the, the guy to play the Joker in every scene. Doesn't have to happen. I'm the Joker in my own life a lot of times because I'm trying to lighten the mood because there's some heaviness to things because you're under stress, because you're physically stressed, mentally stressed, emotionally stressed. What if I'm able to make a joke and it lightens the mood and makes you feel better about the situation? Or I don't mind telling self-effacing things about myself to, to make myself the joke because I know within, my, within me that I'm okay, that I'm fine. I'm above whatever it is I'm talking about. I'm just trying to relate to someone in a way that they go, oh, it's okay to, to think this way. It's okay to be this way, especially if I got this guy here who's maybe older than me, maybe a little bit wiser than me, telling me, listen, we all falter, we all struggle, we all have trouble with things, and here's how I deal with it, and here's how you can deal with it. So, I wish advertisers would change. I wish people would stop trying to sell us crap that we don't need. Everybody right now is talking about how technology is trying to sell us everything there's a show on netflix the social dilemma where it talks about i didn't watch it yet but just watching the previews i got the gist of the whole show and it's not something i feel like i need to watch the show for everything is designed for your clicking like buttons and all of it even though it's supposed to make us feel better about ourselves actually makes us feel worse now this could be a whole topic in itself and i'd love to talk to someone smarter than me maybe i have uh my mental health expert back on here and we can discuss it Kelvin, if you're listening, open invite, buddy. Um, let's discuss it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the things that are manipulating us to think positively, but also have a weird side effect of making us feel bad about ourselves. Instagram is a good example. Click likes, click likes. Oh, I got a bunch of likes on this one, but I didn't on this one. What did I do wrong on this one? Oh, I'm not perfect. I didn't have the perfect lighting. I didn't have the perfect filter. I didn't have the perfect frame i gotta frame it differently what if i what if i tilted the angle of the thing and put a word right here oh and then i could like colorize the, the background and and then when you put it up it might get two likes and you're like why did i why did i even try why did i go through all that effort first of all do you know any of those people does it matter is it manipulating your world to be better if you got a lot of likes? I don't know. I'm asking. I'm just putting that out there. <clears throat> I am experimenting with different types of apps to try and promote the podcast. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I need an expert to kind of show me, but 
just plugging along, I'm accidentally getting some traction on things, which is weird. So, hey, whatever works, I don't care. As long as it helps build this and create this into a bigger conversation and a bigger community, so be it. I filled out a questionnaire recently on Anchor. Anchor sent me an email as they sent, I'm sure, most of their creators an email saying, tell us why you started a podcast. What is it that was important to you when you began? What has it changed into today? And when it began, this started off as I felt like there was things that I wanted to say that I, I felt like I was coming up, up with ideas, talking to people on a regular basis that was worth sharing with people, but I was only sharing them with a person a day. And then I had to come home and tell the, re- the, the story again to several people. And sometimes it was something I came up with. Sometimes it was something someone else came with, with but it was, it was conversation starting. It was, it was something that just got me excited. And I was excited about talking about things. And so in that, it has developed and changed over time to an idea of sharing this with other people and sharing this with each other and having the community grow and having it build into something bigger. Because at the end of the day, we're not so much, we're not so different than we think we are. Um, there's none of this that I've done that's a magic trick. I've shown you every step of the way. This is where maybe me and Joe Rogan are very different is he's got a sound engineer that's a professional and he does his little thing and he doesn't show you any tricks. I show you everything. It's on YouTube. It's on Instagram. I show you every step of the way, what I've done, how I've done it. I don't mind talking about it. I don't mind helping people start their own. But it takes effort. It takes time. Where are you going to get that effort and time from? Well, your effort comes from you and your time also comes from you. So whatever you want to put into it, you're going to get out of it. But you have to decide what you want to put into it. It's like anything else in life. I got a buddy of mine that has a side business where, you know, he has a real job and then he has this side job. Now, not to say that his side job can't turn into a real job, but at a certain point, he has to weigh out his time and go, what am I going to invest my time in? Am I going to give up what I have to get what I want? There's a risk there, right? Or am I going to do just enough to make me feel better about the fact that I could walk away from what I'm doing now, but I'm not really ready to do it. I don't know. I heard um, our pastor one time, uh, Perry Noble, when he was preaching at New Spring, he made a comment about the church is going in a direction. And I got a lot of people that are on the fence about whether or not they want to stay or they want to keep doing this. And he said, I'm just here to tell you, if you've built your application, what are you waiting for? If you don't want to be on board, then don't be. We don't need you. We need your seat because we're going to fill it. The same is true about this podcast, okay? I like the interaction that we have. I would like to build it to be more. It is hard to do this and my real job, but I'm doing it. I do two episodes a week. They're 30 minutes to however long. You guys know I've done some that are several hours. I've done a five-hour one. There's really not a limit to what we can do. It's just a matter of doing it. So do you want to be a part? Do you want to have your own podcast? Do you want to grow it? It's up to you. So switching gears, you hear that tight skid in the road. 
So <clears throat> my buddy Greg has a podcast called Five and Forty. Somehow I talked him into starting one. <laughs> and it's actually getting popular. It's actually doing well. Um, I've been listening to his podcast lately and I do need to give him some notes on the same kind of things that, that you guys give me notes on. Sometimes I'm back here acting like Stevie wonder and I'm getting away from the microphone like this. And, and you hear that, you hear that sound of me getting further away and getting closer to the microphone. There are parts of his podcast, especially this last episode where he's, he's up on the mic like this. And then there's moments where he's really far back away and I keep having to adjust my volume um, to regulate it. Now, with that being said, I could change that by changing my microphone. Right now, this this microphone that I'm using comes from, who is it? I think it's just an Amazon Basics. It might be an Amazon Basics. It might be that Behringer mic. Anyway, it's just a $28 microphone, okay? It's a direct microphone. It points right at my face. I talk right into it. Works fine for what I need it for. The main thing, though, is, is I have to keep my face within about a fist's length away from the direct point I'm talking into. They make a microphone that's called a dynamic microphone that can pick up your voice a lot better, even if you're on the side of it or if you're further back away. It has the 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 technology in it to go, oh, wait, let's boost it here because he's a little further away. Those microphones cost a little more. Those are the type of microphones that Joe Rogan uses. It's the Shure microphones. They're about $500 a piece. That's not cheap. That may be something that's done next year. Um, this year, I'm still sticking with these. Now, the thing I'm noticing that my buddy Greg is doing is he's probably using his phone to record his podcast, but at times he's moving the thing away from his face a little. And I've done that before. I've been guilty of it. Doesn't take away from the quality of what he's talking about. I need you to listen to this last episode, especially. It's really good. He goes into depth about some things that are really cool. It's, again, talking in part about other podcasts that are going on where he's learning some things, really interesting things. And I don't want to give it away. I just want you to go check it out. It's called 5 and 40. So, Greg, love you, brother. Um, I like the podcast. I really do. I think he's going to be a bigger deal than I am. <laughs> um Okay, so things I've watched. I talked about The Boys. I also watched Raised by Wolves on the HBO thing. Well, it's on HBO Max. I've watched it um, other ways. But <clears throat> the show is really good. It, uh, I talked about it before. Um, I don't know if you guys listened to it, but it is um, this futuristic, desolate wasteland type thing where... Um, Humans are rare to come by, especially children. And these two androids basically raise six children and five of them die. One lives. Then they come into contact with more humans and there's a whole power struggle going on. And Travis Fimmel's in it. He's from the Viking show. He plays Ragnar on Vikings. Really good actor. Their, their setup was they put three episodes out to begin. Then they put two per week. So I got to watch two the other day. Uh, fantastic show. Very creative idea. Um, it sort of leans itself into this podcast that I just started listening to with Joe Rogan. Um, I don't even, I didn't even cue this up. I'm looking right now. 
Um, his latest episode came out yesterday with Jenny Kleeman. Jenny Kleeman, K-L-E-E-M-A-N. Award-winning documentarian and journalist Jenny Kleeman has reported for HBO's Vice News Tonight and BBC's Unreported World. She is the author of Sex, Robots, and Vegan Meat, Adventures at the Frontier of Birth, Food, Sex, and Death. Available now. Um, very interesting so far. And I'm only... How many minutes am I in this? I haven't listened very much. I'm only 21 minutes into it, and the first five minutes are advertising. So 16 minutes worth of listening to this, and I'm like, wow. My brain is on hyper mode thinking about all the possibilities of the science fiction-y type stuff that she's talking about or that he's talking about that's right around the corner. Stuff like Neuralink. Um, Elon Musk has announced that they're trying out Neuralink right now on pigs. Neuralink is going to be... I I don't know if it's good or bad. Here's the thing. So if you haven't looked into Neuralink, Neuralink is going to be basically a microchip for your brain that's going to help you remember things. It's going to medically help people who have memory loss, who have dementia, who have Alzheimer's. It's going to also allow people who can afford it to retain information that they've learned at a given notice. So just like our memory right now has to work in a way to remember And as we get older or as we are tasked mentally, we forget things. This is going to allow us to access that information immediately. Now, the idea for Neuralink is that the future of it is going to have us communicate to one another without using words, that we can communicate thoughts. And thusly, we may be able to learn at the same time. Which is... I'll I'll be honest, it is fascinating, it is terrifying, and it is awe-inspiring in so many ways. One of the things that makes all of this so great, in a lot of ways, life itself great, is our own discovery, our own passion, our own wonder and awe. And when we get to learn something new, when we get to experience it for the first time, we are enamored and often inspired to do other things or to experience other things because we go, well, I've done this, but I haven't done this. and I really want to. So it motivates us and it pushes us. It pushes us. It pushes our imagination. I mean, when we see nature, it pushes our imagination. If we share experiences and memories and information, what is going to inspire us to move forward? What is going to be the thing that gives us that push or that wonder or that curiosity? I don't know. There is a comment in there about sex with robots, about how most of the robots built today is for the sex industry. And there's going to come a time where people are going to have sex with robots a lot. Um, There is the idea that it's going to be a huge hit to feminism because men are going to say, why do I need a woman around 
when I just need this thing done and I have a, I have a machine for it. We, we're one of her concerns in the first minutes of this is she talks about the lack of empathy that she thinks that humans are going to experience once this is a regular thing. Um, she talks about how they're working on the ability for women to have babies outside of the womb. They're going to have artificial wombs where you can have children. And she's like, it's going to start off as women who are affluent, women who have careers, who choose to have a family. They can pick and choose when they have their family. They're not going to be away from work when they have their family. It's going to be a class system where if you see someone pregnant, it's going to be like, oh, you couldn't afford to do what I'm doing. Oh, that's sad. I mean, what? <laughs> Just the idea of wrapping my head around that, my brain goes in so many different directions. I'm thinking, geez, this is, every every word of this is conversational. I mean, this is something that could be discussed with a lot of people. Again, though, Joe brings up Neuralink. If you had Neuralink and you're able to share ideas with other people immediately and you can recall all that information, how much conversation do you need? What are, what are, like Joe says, this is my biggest fear. What are we going to change into? He says he thinks that, that biological life is limited and that there's going to become a time and place where we change. We no longer are biological. And there may be some truth to that. So here's where my brain fast forwarded when I heard all this information. My brain went to, okay, let's just say that happens. Let's say that people decide, and it's going to be affluent people first, people of science, people of um, wealth, people who go, I don't want to die yet. I want to keep living, but I, my physical body is tearing down. I want to be uploaded into this possibility of shared ideas and and move forward with technology and so on and so forth. And you're going to have a large population of people who just can't afford it and don't want to do it. You're going to have a religious group of people who says that it's the devil. It's, you know, this is the end of times and blah, blah, blah. What if you had basically two classes at the end of it separated into the people who are alive and the people who are uploaded. And at a certain point, the people who are alive go, well, this is BS. And they just hit delete button on the people who are uploaded. Is that a possibility or is that container of thought and moving forward and growth and development and science and technology? Is it so fast forward that it leaves behind the people who are left, the people who can't afford it? Does it grow into something alien, something different, something that just leaves this planet and goes, you know what? We're not dealing with these creatures anymore. We're beyond biology. We don't need this. And it moves on. What if? It's a lot of what ifs, right? I think I just baked my own noodle. I'm, all of this, all these ideas are way smarter than my brain can be, which takes me back to the discussion between Joe and, and Duncan Trussell. Where do ideals come from? Are they born? Where are they born from? I mean, it was one of Joe's ideas. He said, what if an alien was actually an, it was an idea? What if your ideas are, aren't really born? What if they just enter your brain somehow? What if some people are conduits to ideas and it just happens to enter into certain people's brains, but not others? It's an interesting idea, right? Something to think about. Like I said, I'm only 16 minutes into this and I think I've talked for 10 minutes about, <laughs> about the 
few things that I've heard and I don't have anybody else to talk to. I'm talking to myself. I'm looking at myself in the stupid camera and I'm talking to myself. So just anyway, check it out. Really cool. Holy crap. I, I'm just, I started listening to Joe interview, uh, Ron White and, um, I just quit. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. I think you're a funny dude, but, um, the comedian Ron White, he's from Texas. It's kind of the same story every time. I, I just, whatever. I started listening to it and then I just stopped. Um, this conversation is way more interesting. So anyway, not to take anything away from Ron. I know he's a good guy. I know he's funny, blah, blah, blah. Tater salad. I get it. Um, okay. What else? Oh, Netflix has a new show and it's so good. It's, it's creepy. It's stylized. Well, it's, Interesting. It's Nurse Ratched. Ratched. She's terrifying. <laughs> There's moments where she's like a monster and moments where she's very kind and gentle and moments where she's completely off a rocker and you're like, what, what, what? Where did this come from? They've stylized it in a very cool way with lots of bright primary type colors. Um, I don't know why they shot it that way. There's moments where the whole scene turns either red or green. I think the green is probably envy. The red is maybe anger, but it, the, the way they filmed it is interesting. Okay. The characters they chose to play these people is interesting. Vincent D'Onofrio is in it. Ladies and gentlemen, Vincent D'Onofrio is a governor of California during this. That's the same dude that played Kingpin and he is good in this. I mean, he plays this part. You forget that he was Kingpin. That's how good he played Kingpin. If you haven't watched Daredevil, go watch Daredevil. He's awesome as Kingpin. Sharon Stone is in this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Sharon Stone makes a reappearance and she's a scene stealer. One of the kids from 13 Reasons Why is in it. There's lots of characters in this that as soon as you see him, you're like, I know them. I've seen them in something. There's the blonde kid from the show Weeds, the the, the oldest son. He's in this. Um, it, it it just goes on and on. You're just going to keep seeing people. Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City is in it. You're just going to keep seeing people over and over, and you're like, I know them. Wait, that's that. Yeah, it's one of those shows. So anyway, it's written really well. It's very weird, very interesting. If you're easily spooked by gore, do not watch it. It revolves around the story of a guy who kills some priests. Not in a good way, just a really nasty, awful, gory way. And they show everything. And uh, yeah, then he goes to a quote-unquote loony bin as a prisoner. And they're supposed to do some experiments to find out whether or not he's fit to go to trial or not. Lots of chaos happens there because of Nurse Ratched. <laughs> now, Nurse Ratched comes from the book um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. If you guys have never seen it, it is a 1970s film with Jack Nicholson. Um, he's in a mental health facility. Uh, let's just say it ends with a lobotomy. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah. So this hospital, there's, 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 there's some lobotomy. Yeah. It's not, it's not pretty. 
there's there's lots of moments where both me or my wife or both of us went ooh, uh. <laughs> like we had to look away from the screen. But very well written show, very cool. If you're into that kind of stuff, check it out. Um, there's a dude in it from uh, Queen uh, House of Cards. As soon as you see the guy, you're like, I know that guy. That's yeah. He finds a similar fate in that show as he does in this show. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. I've talked too much. I feel like I am giving too many secrets away. So go check out five and 40, go check out nurse ratchet, the boys, uh, raised by wolves, Joe Rogan, lots of good stuff. And that's it. I'm gonna wrap this up y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. Um, we did get our attic done by the way. I know I've talked about that in previous, uh, episodes, we got the attic sprayed with the expanding foam insulation. It's all done, completed, looks great. Um, no, I don't know how it's working yet because it, the temperatures outside cooled off. But go watch the YouTube. I made a YouTube video. Look up Joshua Peak and you'll see my little face up in the attic. Kind of giving some love to this company, uh, A to Z Coating and Insulation. Uh, Tony Evans hooked me up, did a good job, real good crew. They cleaned up afterwards. It was nice. Nothing good thing to say. I put it on Facebook and a guy I know reached out to me and he's like, you got a side business? I was like, no, I'm trying to promote the positive. See, that's, that's the part. People get suspicious now when you, when you're just trying to be like, Hey, check these guys out. Don't be suspicious. I mean, well, I, I guess you should be, but if I'm sharing something with you, like I'm trying to tell you, hey, this is cool. Check it out. Okay? That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, please remember to rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to this. It helps the podcast get seen. It helps people know where we are. It helps them be a part of the community. And it helps me grow. Um my YouTube is almost up to 5,000. When it gets to 5,000 subscribers, I'm going to do a special thank you, thank you, thank you video. Um, super excited about that. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for being a part of this. And y'all take care. And as always, cue the cow. Uh-huh.